Okay, girls. You know, when I think back on the first time I read that my mindset, what I choose to dwell on, what I choose to believe, will be the engine that will drive my emotions, and my emotions will follow wherever my mindset goes. I didn't believe a word of that. I absolutely couldn't believe that that was true. But I did what I was told in the books, all the stuff I had written down, and it was absolutely true. I told you how I hated Ed's guts, the 26 things I hated about him. And uh, what we're going to be learning in the future is that we're going to be only allowed, not this week, but in the future, I think it may start with lesson one next week, I'm only going to be allowed to dwell on my husband's good points, and I'm not allowed to dwell on the 26 things that I hated about Ed. And I did. The mindset was to only dwell on his good points, and guess what? My caboose of emotions followed, and I fell madly in love with him. He was still raging, and I fell madly in love with him. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. But this is really a secular concept, because wherever our mindset goes, no matter whether it's with work or relational issues, our emotions will follow. And you're going to have to find that out for yourself in case you don't already own that concept. I was 39 when I went through this process, and a lot of you here are younger than that. So that'll be interesting. Anyway, um, if you will look through the many things we gave you, one of them was a Knowing God's Attributes packet. Now, my girlfriend Denise and I put this packet together when we were doing a um, women's retreat many, many years ago. And what we wanted, I got so much fun doing this because what I wanted, which is the story of my life, I want Jesus Christ and what, who he is to be easy for any of us to get and to understand. And so we put together this list of God's attributes so that we could get it and say, wow, and wrap our heads around the various aspects of his attributes. So I'm going to ask you if during not just this coming week, but over the next 11 weeks, if you would look over two or three of them every day, just working your way through the packet. But it's, it's pretty amazing, God's attributes. You know, the very first one they talk about is his love, which is the only kind he has. We have a number of different ways to love. We have friendship love. We have erotic love. We have um, marital love. But God only has one kind of love, and it's selflessly always putting me first. Now, I don't know about you, but my heart is dying to be put first. And the God of the universe puts me first. And that's the only kind of love that he has. To me, that is outrageous. And then it goes on to, to me, there's a group there. His, uh, they call it agape love. It's the only time I use one of those Greek or Hebrew words. I don't even know which one it is, because I try not to know that stuff. But it's that unique type of love 
that humans don't naturally have, unfortunately. And then he, merciful, he does not treat me the way that my mishaps deserve. And he's full of grace. He's always giving us good things in the course of every, any given day. Um, every single time you or I experience anything good, it has come from God, which is a wonderful thing to think about. That really is. And then let's see. He is trustworthy. He is faithful. I'll take any one of these attributes. Blow me out of the water. How closely do any of us come to any of those attributes? Ugh. And then he is everywhere at once, outrageous. He is all-powerful. He knows absolutely everything because he can't help himself. He just knows everything in the entire universe. He is sovereignly in control of absolutely everything. What have I left out? Oh, he's holy, which means he's very distinctly other than anything that can compare here on this earth. And he is just and he's pure. That's a lot. Just one of them, if you dwell on it, is outrageous that the God of the universe, with all the power that he has, is not a Hitler or a Stalin, or a Mao, or an Antifa. Not to get political here, but that's pretty wild stuff going on there. So anyway, um, my goal for us is to have an understanding of who God is so that we can trust him. Because frankly, you can't trust anyone you don't know. And the better you know him, the better you can trust him. And so there's, there's our deal. I call this... Trusting God 101. And I just named, oh, and he's ultimate in wisdom. Now, there are all those various attributes that we were just talking about, but there are three attributes that if he did not have them, I could not trust him. And one of them is that he is sovereign. And, you know, that means that no matter what is going on, good, bad, or ugly, in our world today, he is looking down, controlling it for our ultimate good. And that might be hard to, to comprehend here in this United States right now, as bad as things are. But as we get to know him better, we will understand that we can trust him because nothing is going on chaotically. He is allowing everything to go on in our world and in our lives and in our personal lives. And I could not trust him if he was asleep at the wheel. How could I trust him? And then one of the other ones is that he is ultimate in wisdom. Now, if he sometimes, once in a while, didn't have the bottom line best wisdom. I definitely could not trust him. I need to know that he is always going to be the ultimate in wisdom. And his wisdom I learn about through his word. And the last one is that crazy love.
if he was a punishing God, if he was a God who um, most of the time liked candy, but you know, sometimes he just got into this position with me and wasn't having a hard time breaking like my mom was, she would have a grudge and who knows how long I would be under her thumb with the grudge she had over something she didn't like that I was doing for months on end. That is not our God. He always looks at us with love and he knows that we're human. Scripture says he knows that we're dust and he thinks we're the greatest thing that ever happened. I don't get it and I probably will never understand it till I get to heaven. But I'm so glad he does. I am so glad for all of those things. Those things. And there is uh, a paraphrase from a scripture in the Old Testament that goes like this. God is the blessed controller. Sorry for my handwriting. Of everything. And he allows everything for his glory and our ultimate good. I had to memorize this hiking up to the Grinnell Glacier. I was with my mentor and a girlfriend. The three of us were doing probably a hundred switchbacks and they were short switchbacks. And every time we came to the next switchback, we would practice memorizing this. So I got it. But let's take a look at, at what this, what is saying here. God is ultimately going to be in control of absolutely everything. And he allows me to marry a rageaholic. Fill in the blank. Okay? He allows everything for his glory so that ultimately we'll be able to say, look at you, Lord. And maybe the thing that's really critical here is that the word ultimate is there. Most of the time when I go through a hard thing, it does not feel good when I'm going through it. But I have learned that he is always about doing something that is ultimately to my best interest and it may not feel good right now. As a matter of fact, when I go through a really hard time and it looks so bleak, I will say to the Lord, with no feelings of joy, by the way, but with determination, Lord, I believe that you are doing something good here and it might take five years before I even see it. But I'm going to trust you for it because you have told us that you are going to do that. Something that is ultimately in our best interest. So our goal is to start moving towards believing that God is everything that he says he is and putting our trust in him. In his sovereign, wise and loving control over everything. And that's going to be key because I can't trust anyone that I don't know. That's for sure. Does anyone have a question about that? Because we're going to be getting into this more and more as we go. It was critical for me 
to believe this when I started my process. I could not have taken that first step if I didn't believe this. How did you do that? Because, I mean, you must have just believed it. So if you don't believe it, how do you get there? You, well, first, for starters, you say, God help me. Because one of the best things in my life is taking um, the truth that is in scripture that says, you don't have because you don't ask. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. I hold him to that. I hold God to everything. And you know what? He loves that. He loves to meet us where we're at, but he wants us to initiate the effort toward him. I must initiate towards God and then boom, he's there. He's a gentleman. He's not saying, I'm going to shove myself down your throat. Not like what my mother did. No, he stands back as a gentleman and he waits for us to invite him to enter into our process and our issues and my next moment in time. And anything I don't get, piece of cake for him, but I have to ask. And then he will help you. And then you go for a walk with me and we talk more. Because you know what? I have to tell you that that, that very first day when I came to faith, God gave me this very real sense that I needed to learn what the big words in the Bible meant so I could talk about them simply because I'm a pretty simple person. And it needs to be something I can understand. And I guess I just always had a sense that most of us are like that. Now, maybe some of us are way more intellectual, but I think most of us, you know, we need to be able to understand what's going on in our real world. So that's going to always be at the bottom line for me. Uh, anyone else? For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Give me the desire, Lord. Yes. <laughs> ask for everything. You wouldn't believe what I ask for on any given day. Tons. My next step, my next moment in time, I'm begging God for everything. Give me eyes to see. Help me to do this. Help me to open this jar. Oh, Lord, help me with everything. Don't, I'm sorry. It's every, <laughs> everything. I go into the closet. Oh, Lord, what should I wear today? Start with underwear. Okay, now what? And then he helps me. So it's the big stuff and it's the little stuff. It's all together. Now, what I'd love for you to do, unless there's another question and we can always talk afterwards.